The views and opinions expressed in this presentation are those of the producer and those appearing in this show and do not necessarily represent the views of Dairy Cam, the town of Dairy, or any of its staff or affiliates. I can't help but feel good. I can't help but feel fine. Everything is in its place and all of it is mine. My name is Thomas Donovan, and I'm here with my co-host, Gail Brenner-Nastasia, author of The Fruit You'll Never See. We want to welcome you to our show, All Things Recovery, currently sponsored by Sobriety Centers of New Hampshire. Here, we will discuss all topics regarding mental health, substance abuse, treatment options, and the mental health system itself. We will cover all these topics by inviting guests from all facets of recovery, treatment, enforcement, and policy. The door is wide open and we want to be a resource. We take topic suggestions and we welcome feedback. This show is always dedicated to my friend and recovery warrior, Craig Barnaby, who dedicated his life to the well-being of others. Today we have Samantha Merrifield and her daughter, Abigail Sharman. Uh, Samantha is a case manager from Sobriety Centers of New Hampshire and a woman in recovery. And Sam, would you like to introduce yourself to our audience and tell us a little bit about what you do and why you're here. Sure, um, thanks for having us. So my name is Samantha. I am a case manager at Sobriety Centers of New right. Hampshire. Um, I am a woman in recovery. I got five years, September 11th. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so today I, I dedicate my life to helping others in recovery. Um, and what that looks like for me is helping them not only like maintain and sustain that as well as sometimes I have to help them like seek it, find it, yeah. figure out how to grasp a hold of it. Um, I also assist in overseeing a uh, female sober living house right now as well. Yeah. So I get to work one-on-one -on -one very closely with other females who are struggling with addiction as well. Um, I help them maintain <clears throat> Um, like an aftercare plan, finding, you know, adequate housing after they are finished with our program, um, employment, everything that you could possibly think of, I guess, to help sustain recovery. I am honored to work with Sam, by the way. I, I don't think I ever told you, um, Gail, that I, I get to work with Sam on a daily basis. And I can honestly tell you, and I've probably told her this before, but <laughs> I've never seen anybody more dedicated. I'd love to hear a little bit about your story. I know we talked a little bit yeah. before, but just like where where did you go? Where did you come from? How did you get clean? You know, that whole, I mean, obviously we're limited in time, but. So I am a single mom of three. Um, yeah. Abigail being my oldest, she was born July 4th of 2003. That's my sobriety date. And um, oh. not 2003, 2002, but close. <laughs> so, um, right now, I am the only parent. I've been the only active parent for quite some time now. But um, I really started my addiction, really like became a severe problem about 2007, 2008. I had a shoulder surgery done. Prior to that, I, you know, I did like the teenage thing, the, the dabbling, the, yeah. you know, other like socially acceptable stuff like the I don't know what you used to call it like the rave drugs back then like the ecstasy and stuff like yeah. that um, 
but it wasn't anything that controlled my life. Right. So when I had Abigail, I was working at the mug as a cook and um, I wasn't, I didn't have, like I didn't have a problem. I wasn't doing anything. I didn't really drink. Um, I am the youngest of three. I'm the only girl. So growing up, I was always kind of like the baby, the baby, you know, um, I was always the aunts and uncles favorites yeah. and, um, always picked on by my brothers. You know, everything was always my fault. So, um, but and then in 2005, I had my son, my only son. Um, I have two girls and a boy and my second child is my son, Caleb. And um, after having him, I injured my shoulder at work, got taken out of work, had to have an, like a whole shoulder thing, my rotator cuff, and got put on mm. some pretty heavy medication. Yep. And it was at that point where like my addiction that I had already had, not realizing, kind of went rampant for me. It was shortly after that that I picked up heroin for the first time. Yep. Um, her father and myself became heavily, like heavily involved with the addiction life. And uh, unfortunately, you know, Abigail was kind of forced to grow up at a very young age. Her childhood was kind of, she was kind of robbed of it, I like to say. Um, and she was the one there to like look after all of them, look, la yeah. look after her brother and her sister. Um, so you must be happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess a little bit. I mean, it still bugged me quite a bit. Always wanted to come over, but it's okay. Right. <laughs> so now, did you live with your mom the whole time? Um, yeah, up until we, uh, uh, right after living in um, Florida with our stepfather, we right. went and lived with our grandparents, and then from there, we were raised by our grandparents. In in Derry? No. Uh, so we're from the Meredith area. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I got, when I divorced their father, I was with their father for about 15 years and then I divorced him when he was in prison and I had just gotten out of Belknap County because I had gotten arrested on drug charges. And I had remarried an older gentleman and we moved to Florida. And uh, about a year and a half after we were in Florida, he got diagnosed with cancer. And it was a quick progression. So they went, my parents came down and picked my kids up and they came back to New Hampshire with my parents and then so 2016, 2000, it was, well, it was, so it was 2015 that they came back to my parents. Right. It was 2016, he had passed away. So for like a whole, almost a whole year, it was like 11 months exactly, I was, they were without me up here, not right. anticipating that my life was gonna turn out the way that it did. And, um, Do we ever, right? right? right. So <clears throat> when he passed away, I, just lost myself. I kind of went stir crazy and removed myself from everybody that truly cared about me and just hit the streets running. Mm -hmm. And in 2018, I picked up quite a few charges, um, state charges and federal offense charges for possession, did some time, did two, two different 90-day programs. I did one while I was in jail and then one um, on the same complex as Strafford County, but it was transitional living. Yeah. And then I was able to go home with them, which they were living at that time. She was living with her father's parents at that time, but I quickly got her back like mm. months. How old was, was she? She was 16. 16, 17, yeah. yeah. Just turning 17. Yeah. So what do you think? I, I mean, obviously, you're, right. you do the work now. That Was that your question, too? I was uh, going. Go ahead. Kevin, yeah. Kevin <laughs> what do you think um, was different that last time? Um, I was forced into it. To be honest with you, 
if I hadn't been arrested, um, I was feeling so hopeless and helpless and like feeling like, you know, I, even though I had my children and, I, and my yeah. parents who were always my biggest supporters, but you know, anybody that is an active addiction knows like you push the ones that care about right. you away. And that's exactly what I did, thinking that they were better off without me. So had I not been picked up on the federal charges, because they let me go, they bailed me back out when they picked me up on my state charges. But when they picked me up on the federal charges, they wouldn't bail me out. They kept me. And um, they kept me for almost a year. So uh -huh. I, and I didn't get any treatment time for like right. the first seven months of that. But you were clean. But I was clean. You know, I was jailhouse clean, I guess. Right. And then they had me do the 90-day program therapeutic community, which is inside of Stratford County. Was and, it helpful? Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, that was when I realized, like, I was my own problem. That right. just made me think about, um, an aside, <laughs> I just heard yesterday that they're doing away with um, the detox program at Middleton Jail. Are they? Really? Yeah, which is sad because yeah. that's, yeah. It's not well, enough help. Well, I like to hear that someone who was incarcerated got help because we hear of so many stories of people that don't. Who don't, yeah. And that, that's really great to hear that that was your turning point. So when you, when you say, Abigail, you had to grow up fast, did you experience any addiction yourself? Um, no, I don't think so. Well, that's good. <laughs> well, it's, I don't well, think so. I mean, I, like she said, I've been around on myself here. I do the teenager handling. Yeah. I have, I probably will, but I've, I don't know. I've always just told myself I won't let myself become what I don't want to mm. become and what I've seen. It just, it ruins you and it ruins everyone around it you. It really does. I don't it think does. they realize how much it affects everyone around them. You know, they're just kind of off on their own head, in their own space, which is okay. Because it's we, a disease, but... I was actually, as your mom was talking about, I think about what was going on with you. At the time. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking. Were you about. able to graduate high school? Um, I did, yeah. It was. It took a little bit, but they. my, my school was great. I went to um, Interlakes High School, and my guidance counselor was on my... She was on my butt about it. She was mm -hmm. like, come on, I'm not letting you just, like... Nice. Not letting you just drop out. So, yeah, they got me my, my degree and stuff, so that's awesome. And now I just don't know. I'm just working. I don't know what I want to do. I don't want to, like... You know, jump to any. You have time. Yeah, right. I know. That's there exactly what my guidance counselor says to She's like, there's no rush. Don't rush. Don't let them pressure you into That's absolutely things. true. One thing yeah. I know is mom's very proud of you. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's interesting when it comes to addiction. People either go with it, like become right. just like their parents. Because I've seen it go the complete opposite way. My, well, me too. My family, my grandparents were both alcoholics. And didn't I barely even knew them. And my parents were not, but what they did mm -hmm. have was they weren't, one thing to be mindful of is they weren't taught the life skills right. Right. because their parents were using. But that mm -hmm. doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you can't learn as you go because right. people do learn in different mm -hmm. ways. It depends on who you allow in your life too that they can potentially teach you. Well, right. Well, I, that's why we're doing this show. Mm -hmm. right. See, yeah. because what yeah. you're saying, there's a lot of people I'm sure that can identify with. Well, I know with Sam and with you, mm -hmm. you know, and um, just you being here is, a, is helping others. So you said that because you, you were forced in, right? Mm -hmm. You were forced to get clean, but then you got out and you had to make that choice. So you, I mean, I, did you go through recovery centers of America? I mean, was that Sobriety centers. I mean, sobriety centers. Um, yeah, I did not. Massachusetts, it's recovery <laughs> yes, centers. Yes. Yeah. Right. 
Sobriety centers actually was not even a thing when I first got out. Um, I ended up getting connected with sobriety centers because when I started my, when I got out, I did like a get well job at a restaurant running a kitchen. And in that time, I was also doing my trainings to become a recovery coach. Mm. And then from there, I became a certified recovery support worker licensed through Uh the state of New Hampshire and working for Archways in Tilton, which used to be um, Greater Tilton Area Family Resource Center. Mm -hmm. And I started there as a CRSW. And in that two and a half years of doing that, I got connected with sobriety centers because we... Jeff and I, one of my coworkers, he. I think I met. Yeah. Yes, you did meet yeah. Jeff. So he had clients there that I was outside of the sobriety centers. I was their recovery coach for Archways. Mm-hmm. So I would go there to meet them because it was more, it was easier for us to connect there. And then um, after like a year of doing that, Jeff called me up one day and said, hey, my case management position is opening it up and I want to hire you. And mm-hmm. that's how I ended up there. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like sometimes I'm, I, Chris likes to say that I'm impulsively compassionate, mm. but like I, when I'm compassionate about something, I kind of just impulsively like yeah. jump to it. And that's kind of like what I did with sobriety centers, but I felt like it was like that time for me to like upgrade with my career and be able to really like be in the middle. You know, I thrive right. in crisis. What's your um, your model of recovery? What do you what do you? Yeah. What? I mean, in other words, once once you get out, did you twelve steps? I started with AA, AA and NA, um, and then really just now it's I just don't pick up. Yeah. I mean, it's the easiest thing I do in my life today, honestly. Yeah. yeah. What changes have you seen in Mom Abigail? Mm. I'd love to. Um, Oh, that's a good question. Changes. Um, Well, obviously, like consistency now, right? Yeah, yeah. Because, like you said, you know, like it was very inconsistent. It was there and then not there before, you know. But she's always there. I always know I can call her and she answers for the most part, unless she's working. But that's okay. I guess I can forgive her for that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But um, yeah, um, and then just like how she cares, I guess. Like it's definitely a lot. Stronger, it seemed, yeah. Um, present. Present, yeah. And then, like, her work ethic, because, like, she, you know, one thing I can remember is through the addiction, she was always working, unlike yeah. my father. My father was always home. She was always working. Um, so, yeah, but her work ethic is just seems more passionate now. She's definitely doing something I think she likes. It stresses her out, though, so she's got to take time stressful. for herself. It's dealing definitely with addictions. Yeah. And dealing with people. Right, and, and yeah. yeah, especially well, coming love. from it, I feel like that's got to be, like, a lot of stress is worrying about people. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. You know, when mm-hmm. people don't show up for the center, and I know she, I can't, I can't speak for her, but I, this is how I feel, mm-hmm. and I'm a clinician, and I worry about them. The first thought mm-hmm. is like, well, my goodness, yeah, where, yeah. where are they? Yeah, and you go, where, you know, why aren't they here? And mm-hmm. uh, we automatically go to relapse, or, mm-hmm. you know, they got arrested, or, mm-hmm. you know, something. or something. Mm-hmm. But I have to tell you, one thing about your mom, there was a, a situation, what, about a week ago, where there was a woman that you know, was having a crisis outside of the center. And I went out and a couple other people went out. And she took off, but mom was like, I'm going. And again, <laughs> of course your she didn't let it go. But 
But yeah, so. You chase her down? I did. I <laughs> yeah. grabbed a box of Narcan and some rubber gloves, and I went hunting her down, and I could not find her, unfortunately. Uh, but You know, and it might not have been in some people's clinical eyes that that might not be the right thing to do, but mm -hmm. what is the right thing to do as a, mm -hmm. as a human being? Exactly. You know? So one thing that I do know is when I was, well, when I was the age that you were when your mother got clean and sober, mm -hmm. I was always worried about my mother. Like, mm -hmm. I was yeah. always worried about my mother because I I thought she was going to die. Yeah. You know, that was, yeah. and it kept me awake at night. I mean, it was mm -hmm. one of those things that, yeah. so I'm, I'm assuming that you yeah, and then like and my Yeah, and my friends would actually ask me about it sometimes, too, because my friends had, like, some of my friends had, like, met my mom and stuff before and whatnot, so... Of course, they like would ask me questions about it, and I'd be like, I honestly don't know how to answer your questions. I'm mm. sorry, because I don't know. Mm. And you know, like sometimes we would hear from her and stuff, and know that she was like, that was like it. Well, I only remember you like not being like there there much. Like right after we got back from like Florida, you like ran, yeah, you ran off, and then that's when we found out she was in jail and all this and that, and yeah. So, but we didn't. Yeah, I heard from her a little bit, so I was always just like. Where, where I can still feel it a little that? bit. Yeah. Like when I'm hearing you say it, I yeah. can't. Can I ask like, you a question? Are you angry at mom? I was, yes. I remember going to the jail and visiting her and telling her, if you come back out clean and do not stick to it, I'm going to want nothing to do with you, I think. Because I was just fine. I was getting older yeah. and older. It was getting like, it was getting it's scary. tiring for me and, and scary. Yeah. yeah. I was only have so much hope for so long so but yeah no and then everything just got better from there and it, oh my god and it would be hard to like family members like i would have some family members be like like we'd be a year in and i'd be like no like i, I know my mother i lived with my mother through this like she's she wants to be clean they'd be like yep yeah, give it give it two more months give it two more months. you know and it's like guys like for her child like you know what I mean? So like, it really affects well, and everybody and everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And everybody just like. Nobody can do it alone, right? Yeah. So I would just be like, yeah, I don't know, hard situation. But I hear forgiveness in your voice. Do you? It sounds. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I, mean, I was before definitely angry, but like now, no, I, I understand it a little bit different. I think now that I'm older too, and now that I get to talk to her, because we talk about it sometimes too. You know what I mean? And I see it from a different yeah. light. And I actually, I have a friend right now who I think is not going down the right path, who is not on, like, I, I don't think it's, like, necessarily drugs, but definitely mentally, and she's going to drugs yeah. to kind of help her, like, right. run away. Yeah. 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 And um, getting, talking to her about it, I'm seeing it in a different light, and watching a friend, I'm seeing it in, like, a completely different light than when I was younger, and it was just, I was just mad, like, what, my mom left me, she wanted, that's what I thought, my mom wants well, nothing to do with me. Well, I thought my mother chose yeah. drugs over me. Yeah, that's what yeah. I would, and that's what I tell my friends, too, like, that's what I mean, like, like she, she I'm sure she can handle yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. She chose the streets over me. Like, yeah. but, but now you yeah. know that she it's couldn't. Completely, yeah. 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 I see it as like a disease, like how you guys talk Absolutely. about it. I didn't see it as that before, but it literally takes over. It takes you over. I mean, like it completely changes a person. I mean, my friend is like, it's not. It changes you. Yeah. Yep. And it's, it's like being in. It's like being a yeah, prison in your own. Mm -hmm. body. Yeah, in your own body. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And you can't escape. Mm -hmm. Sobriety equals. We, we, we talk about it all the time. I change freedom. My, I say freedom. Yeah. Well, that's why I love my sobriety day, which is your birthday. Because right? yeah, no, it's, it's Independence it's Day. It's literally Independence Day, and it's a celebration. Yeah, and absolutely. you know everybody's celebrating something. Sobriety, a your birthday, birthday in birth, my birth, in whatever. my recovery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> something you're always celebrating. And it's, yeah. a good, it's a good day to celebrate.
And then you're turning your mom's experience into um, a positive, and you're yeah. using it to help yourself and support mm -hmm. your mom. It's really great to see. So what about the other kids? How, how old are they? So my son just turned 18 on the 12th, yeah. and uh, my youngest will be 14 on the 21st of this oh, month. So he was in the thick of it, too. He well, was. Both of them, I yeah, guess, would be. So he's a little bit more emotionally detached. Um, he just keeps to himself. Yeah. Mm. Him and his younger sister do not get along at all. Um, I always used to think Abigail was going to be the child that gave me a run for my money. And she's not at all. It's the 14-year-old. She's right. definitely the one that's going to be the one that I have to, like, keep trying to reel in. And she's very much like me when I was that age, like, very defiant. You mm -hmm. know, I'm going to do this because I want to. And she hasn't been able to get over that, like, things that happened to her while I was in She's still addiction. angry. She's very, very angry. Right. But she won't talk to anybody about it. Um, she'll talk to Abby about it but I don't know how in-depth that she gets with her. Um, so how much space is between you guys? Six years? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Six it's, it's like two and a half. For me and Caleb. Yep, and then Caleb and Kaylee are three and a half. And, and then, then me and Kaylee. They're like six years. How's I can't believe I did that math. That yeah. You did. Uh, very good. good. So very not good. good at it. How's your relationship <laughs> with your brothers? Um, they... They definitely look up to me and respect me. Yeah, they they both really, I mean, I get along with them both great, but then those two, they, yeah, they, they can't seem to get along, and I don't know why. I don't know well, if they, they live together, right? Oh, they do, yeah, that's true, yeah. That but I tell them all the time that, like, when I was younger, I'm like, guys, I was raising you, sharing a room with both of you. Like, when I wanted to go out and hang out with my friends and go to the park, like, and y'all can't even get along. And you're, right. you have your own separate rooms. and you're Well, like, what it sounds like yeah. is that you kind of took on the role of the adult, right? Yeah. You kind of so took I, on yeah. the parenting yeah. role. So that's so you had why to I also be... think I get along with them so well now. Right. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. And it they really just, does. they have always been like... Did you have to discipline them too? Hmm? Did you have to discipline them as well? Um, I don't really remember much of that because we... Because they might, I guess, I don't... see you as a parent. Yeah, we always just like... I don't... I think Kaylee was too young for the discipline. Yeah. I mean, it's she been was, long enough now, just, too, five yeah. years, yeah. that you're kind of yeah. probably back in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't remember having to, like, yeah, because when, when we would get in trouble, I still remember, like, getting in trouble myself, and we would get disciplined by our parents. And I don't, yeah, so I don't remember having to, I guess when, when my parents chose not to be there is when I stepped in. But then when they chose to do their parenting, whatever that may, whatever that was, <laughs> um, yeah, I let them kind of just do their thing, and I sat back. So I just, I, I just have to tell you that my family, I am one of three. I have an older sister. I had a younger brother who overdosed in 2016, and then I'm middle. And then I have three kids. My, my daughter is the oldest. My son is in the middle, and my youngest. Oh. And my youngest is the one that has given me a run for my um, money. So many, <laughs> so many, so many co co coincidences. And my mother raised her siblings because my grandparents were, were weren't mm -hmm. capable of mm -hmm. due yeah. to their disease. And so it's a family it's, thing, right? I mean, it runs in absolutely. families and it perpetuates in it. Yeah, I have a, my <clears throat> middle brother, um, he's doing good now as far as I know, but um, he was one that I used to be in active use with as well. Yeah. Um, and he was having a hard, he didn't want to get sober, but now is doing well as far as I know. Nice. 
So, yeah. So it's good to, you know, see. Um, I actually just said to my mom last time I talked to her, like, now I know what you went through waiting for that phone call, right? Because, like, when my phone rings and it's my parents' house at any time after a certain time at night, I'm like, oh, man, like, why are they calling? Is it my dad? Is it my brother? So, like, I know the feeling of that, like, anxiety. Now I do it with her. You know, like, but I do too. Yeah. I wait for, even yeah. though she's yeah. a good kid and yeah. I know she just works and like hangs out at her house with her boyfriend and her friends, but like, yeah. I still am just, you never know these days, you know, right. you just don't, there's that lack of faith. Someone like that, told me, you know, cause that's what it is, right? Mm -hmm. You'd see the fear of faith and this, it's the fine line. It's tough to be yes. free, free from Someone that. told me actually at a meeting that in recovery, families have a chance to. And it's so true, and, and again, it may not be perfect, but at least mm -hmm. there's a chance mm -hmm. that with the, remove addiction from the equation, you can repair relationships. Yeah, my kids at this point, my, yeah. my addiction isn't even, I mean, my oldest is 35. I had her when I was 17, so she's, I mean, yeah. but yeah, we, we, it's not even a it's not even part, part of, of their, our life, yeah. right? right? They don't even, yeah. Think about it. My youngest, I've been, I mean, I was... My sobriety date's 2002, and she was born in 2004. So she's never oh, even. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So, I mean, it, I mean, as far as like the, yeah. the other stuff, mm -hmm. you know, like the way because I respond to the world in a certain way because of my addiction. Yep. I mean, right. I've, ch I've changed over time, but still, we have ways that we respond mm -hmm. to the world, right? Well, and just, like in the back of your head, just like kind right, of not necessarily good no. things, like yeah. like that fear. Yeah. You know, like that if my daughter is somewhere where I don't know where she yeah. is, I get that. Yeah. She does that too though. Like if she sees me stressed out or like not in a good place mentally, she's like right on me like cuz it brings okay. it back. Mm -hmm. You know, like because that's what she worries about. Right. right. Is it going to take Absolutely. her back out there? And then she'll be like, "What can I do to help?" And she's she's right there, you know. Like, yeah. She's there to take her sister if her sister's too hard or like She's wow. just, it's phenomenal to see because I've always said she's my mini me through and through. So her real first job at the age of 18 is where I started my job really? cooking oh, well. at the age of 18 while I was pregnant with her. Wow. And That's I went on maternity leave. Yeah. Yes. The only difference is, is she's waitressing and I was cooking. Mm -hmm. What right. do you think you want to do? Any ideas? Like what are you, pa what are you passionate about? Um, what do you like? Well, I don't know, but the owner's <laughs> wife of the job that I work at, she is a real estate agent, and she is just yeah. a boss lady. Like, wow. she's just, she's amazing, and she is very successful. Like, not to, like, if she could, she could make it in the world very successfully without the man, you know what I mean? So, like, I want to be like that. Nice. <laughs> I want to be just very successful and, like, like her and just, like, I don't know, happy with where I'm at. You know well, what I, I mean? Think, I think, like Gail mentioned, passion. Yeah, you have to find something you're passionate I for, otherwise you're not happy. I've been a lawyer for 18 years, and I just, well, recently got my MFA, a master's in fine arts, and, mm -hmm. and wrote a book, and published a book. And like, that's, because that's what I wanted to do, mm -hmm. and that's the truth. Like, we can do it felt so good, anything. so much better to do that, probably. Oh, the whole, know. well, the whole thing, yeah. because I get to do, like, exactly. I get to choose. I yeah. want to yeah. buy a book and give it to them. Okay. Because I think that... Um, <laughs> I have it. some with me, All always. Right. I know <laughs> Just you can. We're going to need a signed copy, so then we can, like, we'll be cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will. For Sounds sure. Like a plan. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm really glad you guys were able to come on today because it's important, right, for people mm -hmm. to see that this is a family thing, not that like people said, don't know. Like I said, it's not just, yeah, it's not just the person actively addicted. It's everybody. Well, the mm. person who's actively in it is kind of like Lost. not even there. Yeah. So it's really the family around. I don't think they realize it affects the children as much as it does. I didn't. Right. 
Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, how could you, you know, you were... Mm -hmm. like you said lost. Right. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you guys coming on. This was an awesome discussion. And again, thank you for thank you. Thank sharing, you. sharing your experiences. It was awesome. Because it does help a lot of people. And um, so please continue to tune in. Um, we are here to provide resources. Remember, if you are in crisis, dial 911. To seek services in New Hampshire, call 211. And if you're suicidal, call 988, the suicide crisis line. Ask for help, seek support, and please do not do this recovery thing. expressed in this presentation are those of the producer and those appearing in this show and do not necessarily represent the views of Dairy Cam, the town of Dairy, or any of its staff or affiliates.